All right, everybody. What do you guys, what do you guys, what do we got on tap for tonight? What are you guys drinking tonight? Wild turkey rare breed. Yeah, I'm drinking the same thing. Oh, that's cute. Y'all went mm-hmm. and shared a bottle. I wish. Have y'all been swapping tasting notes? We have. Tastes like <laughs> bourbon. What do you what do you get on the nose, Jeff, on, on rare breed? <laughs> I don't know. You gotta smell you got a big stinking schnocker. You gotta smell a lot. Yep. It smells with a hint of bourbon. <laughs> it smells like <laughs> hmm, it smells like bourbon. Oh man, you guys are funny. I got uh I got some little Weller antique for you bourbon snobs out there. Uh welcome antique. back to the hit factor. Yeah, Weller Antique. It's a uh it's does Buffalo it smell Trace. Like, does it smell like a uh does it smell like uh like a, a dusty old couch or something? No. No, it doesn't. Uh oh, it's a okay. uh, it's Buffalo Trace product. It's uh wheated bourbon. It's the same mash bill as anybody that follows bourbon all like the uh Pappy Van Winkle line. It's the same mash bill as as that. So what goes into the barrel, it's the exact same stuff that goes into the barrel. Uh, this is just, it doesn't get, the Pappy get, they get first right on what barrels they get pulled. Um, so, but it's good. It's like 107 proof. Y'all's is, y'all's is like 116 point, uh, I think it's point six, maybe point eight. I can't remember, uh, but it's 116 proof. Rare Breed's one of my favorites. But uh, as y'all can tell, we got everybody on tonight. We got Jeff, the Jedi Master, mm. and his Padawan, the Squatchling. So first off, we this is dropping like the week of Nationals. So we thought we would uh, talk a little bit about what are you guys going to do like your last practice session last week, like. Right before nationals, what's your what's your go to move, Jared? What what are you what are you gonna plan on doing? I, I'll get I'll get two more practices in before I leave. So tomorrow, when I go to the range after work, I will probably work on more mini stage and movement type stuff, more just general field course skills, and then the last practice I do before I leave, which will probably be Sunday morning. I will do a little more stronghand weekend shooting and then I'll shoot some groups just to confirm zero on both of my guns. It'll be a pretty light practice, probably like 100 rounds, 200 rounds. So you go pretty, you just go, like your last session, you just go super basic, confirm zero, stronghand weekend. The, the primary purpose of my last practice is just to essentially Confirm zero. And it's not that the zero is going to change. I don't think I've ever had it change. It's just, I always do it. It's tradition. It makes me feel good that my gun's going to hit where it's supposed to when I get there. Hey, I mean, if it, if that gives you more confidence, then that's, that's always, to me, that's kind of one of the big goals of your last practice session. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Um, so I'm probably going to shoot a whole bunch. I think I'm going to try to get to the range twice, two more times, maybe. Yeah. So probably like, I don't know, either tomorrow, which will be Thursday and maybe Sunday. And I'm going to go shoot a match. 
Saturday. Uh, so I'm like, this is like my, I'm cramming for a test. That's what I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm cramming for a test. And I will just be shooting a ton, man. Uh, I am probably going to focus on shooting a lot of like doubles and just extended strings. Trying to work on relaxing and getting used to the cycling of the gun as much as I possibly can. Dry fire, I'm working on just moving around, dynamic stuff, uh, staying low, stuff like that. Uh, just the stuff I think is going to give me the most bang for my buck in the last couple sessions. So if I'm at the range shooting live fire, I, like I'm purely going to be focused on recoil, basically. I like controlling the gun, being used to the gun, watching the sights. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be working on anything, but like pure recoil management and gun cycling when I go to the range. Cause I haven't seen it in a while and <laughs> <laughs> I need to get used to it. Uh, but yeah, then I'm going to go shoot a match Saturday, assuming the weather holds out and, uh, I'll probably be taking that match pretty seriously. So I'll be focused trying to get into the mental state I need to be in. That's my, that's my plan right now, man. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, the sport's interesting in the, in dry fire, you can literally practice everything except the recoil control. Yeah. The the trigger control is a little bit harder to practice because you only get, you only get one pull, right? Uh, per string. So you, you can kind of practice trigger press but not so you can kind of quasi but otherwise it's just the recoil it's just a big explosion that's going off in front of your face that you can't practice uh and seemingly that's a massive part of the sport too but at the same time i'm really it's actually gonna be really interesting to see how jeff feels because you have been dry firing pretty hard and pretty consistently right yeah i have like normally you know, I get up, dry fire in the morning, and it's usually like 30 to 40-something minute session. And then on the weekends, I will dry fire like as long as I can. It's usually over an hour usually. Uh, so I've, I've been spending a lot of time with, with the gun in my hands. Yeah. And moving around, uh, putting mags in the gun, working the gun, transitions, uh, all that stuff. I've been doing it a lot. So I'm I'm comfortable, you know, with the gun. I'm just not comfortable actually shooting the gun. Or I don't know if I am. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean in that in that situation, doubles sounds like a doubles at different distances and stuff like that sounds like the way to go. Are you planning on doing any sort of dot drill, like any sort of accuracy type thing, or just recoil stuff? Yeah, I mean I might do some like uh uh-uh. I don't know what the drill is called. You know, you set up the target and you just like, you shoot as soon as the, the sights are right where you want them. Practical accuracy. Yeah. Just, just shoot and be as accurate as possible without being as slow as possible. <laughs> be as accurate as possible, as quick as possible, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll probably do that, you know, at different yardages, 10, 15, 20, 25, something like that. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing, man. Anything I can do to get used to how the gun is returning, how it's cycling, uh, focusing on trying to keep my firing hand 
relaxed. I think that'll be the one of the biggest things for me, man, is having not shot and then going to shoot uh, and under pressure. I think it's going to be very difficult to stay relaxed. It's already something I struggle with, so uh, I think it's that will probably be my biggest challenge is staying relaxed. Because you know when you you can't relax, like you can't do anything right. You can't load the gun right. You can't you can't manage the gun right. Uh, you can't pull the trigger right. Nothing works right. Yeah, everything gets harder. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so. That's what I'll be trying to do, trying to shoot extended strings. That's that's where the tension comes in for me, right? Usually like after a reload, the tension comes in when I'm regripping the gun. Hmm. And the tension comes in in extended strings. Uh, you know, 10 plus rounds. Uh, I really start tensing up. So interesting. You'll do fine, Jeff. I have faith in you. You're a very good shooter. Oh. See, I feel like Sasquatch is just blowing smoke up your skirt. <laughs> Because he because he wants that fall, like he wants when he beats you, he wants that fall to be precipitous. Like <laughs> he wants it to hurt. I'm nothing but encouraging to Jeff. I'm not shaking my head yes that I want him to fall really hard. <laughs> no, not at all. It's interesting though, Jeff. Uh, you know, the last podcast, your confidence seemed a little bit higher when we recorded the last podcast than we than it sounds currently. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, I'm still planning on bringing the heat, man. I'm just aware. I'm just, I'm just aware of my my situation here. Um, okay, there we go. Yeah, bringing the heat. Just concerned that he's not going to have enough heat. Yeah, maybe the heat just won't be hot enough. You know, <laughs> it's just going to be like a kind of like I'm going to bring the warmth kind of deal. He does have me worried though. <laughs> I sheared the beard off so that I'd be more aerodynamic. Yeah, and then he like shaved his head off, which only didn't improve his aerodynamics much. But he, I mean, he shaved what was <laughs> left, and it's the general That's Lex right. Luthor going on over here. Yeah, I'm gonna wear a skin suit, shooting in a skin suit, be more aerodynamic. Thank God you're not on my squad. <laughs> Good gosh, he's it'll be like a skin suit, and then he'll have like hair like poking out of Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be places. awesome if somebody shot in like a Oh, uh, what do they call those suits that they use? Like a green screen suit or something like that? Don't th- did they take the rollout where the belt has to go through belt loops? You could add belt loops to that thing. I don't know. I didn't know that was a rule. Yeah, I mean it. It got it got some female shooters in trouble one year because they were just wearing oh, yeah. like, yoga pants and they just like just strapped right. their belt on like super tight and it's like no, you can't do that. It has to go through belt loops. Yeah, they just wear the freaking yoga pants and so then they're like, uh, "You gotta like do something," and they're like, "We don't. This is what we have. It's like, uh, th- you got. It's got to go through belt loops. I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> tactical yoga pants, buddy. Well, then right. yeah, then tactical little tactical yoga pants came out that have belt loops. I don't think USPSA yeah. was the reason why that came out, but that it is a thing. It was definitely the reason. So, Probably, Jeremy. What is your time leading up? gonna look like so i i kind of was thinking i had a few more days than we do but we don't have a lot of days uh and i need to go i kind of got to scrounge some bullets because i'm not actually out of bullet i don't have bullets to even load match ammo yet i mean i can i can get them that's not a problem but probably like the last 
the last practice session before I go will be just some doubles and some my my version of a dot drill uh is probably what I'll do. That's been that's been a large portion of my practice anyway with this you know shooting really few rounds um this year it's that's really kind of been where my my focus is at is is on that um and it's for me like jeff's jeff's deal is uh you know keeping the hand relaxed um and that's i think that's probably a good thing for me it's just keeping myself still through through recoil through well more more through pressing the trigger just making sure I'm not like making any sort of extraneous movement. Um, and when I do that, then I tend to shoot, shoot really well. Uh, and so that's, that's really kind of where my focus is at right now is trying to get that as consistent as I can is, is trying to get as much confidence. I kind of, I kind of talked about it in the last, our last podcast about that, uh, that inner voice of mine wanting to say like, you need to go shoot a lot more. Like you need to like shoot a lot more rounds and I'm fighting that a bit that I to not just go to the range and just like spend all day on the range shooting. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's keeping me from honestly, the biggest thing keeping me from doing that is I've got a gun that I'm building for work and I want to get it done before nationals. And so like, I'm trying to get that done. So that's kind of keeping me from just going crazy and going to the range and shooting like thousand rounds a day. I guess that is, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We'll see, but man. So what, what is your modified version of a dot drill? Uh, it's, it's basically the same thing. I just glue an index, like a, uh, a half of an index card to a cardboard target. Uh, and so I just shoot that and I only shoot five rounds. I don't shoot six rounds. Um, cause I, I didn't, to me, I like every, every sixth run, you get a free run basically. And I didn't see a benefit person. I didn't see a benefit of shooting six over five rounds. And with my single stack mags, I can put 10 rounds in it so I can run two. If I go five rounds, I can run two, um, two different times on one mag. So I just go to five and then I just, instead of having like putting a printing out a piece of paper that you got to like you only like just shoot it six times and then reprint it. I just put pasters on the ones that are outside the index card and shoot it till it's just basically a black hole. Jeff, do you have any drills that you kind of modify or shoot differently than standard? Mm, no, I don't think so. I'm not surprised by it. No, he is not creative. <laughs> dude i just shoot i just go and shoot i don't like make up stupid drills and shit you're so special <laughs> oh that's that's good um <laughs> so and, and actually and right now actually for me like i i think on the on the dot drill was is it supposed to be you're supposed to have six shots in it is it a seven yards is that the is that the kind of standard? I don't I don't really know. No, the the way I remember it being last time I read it was like you start at like three yards and you and you shoot that until you shoot it perfect and then you move back another yard and so on and so forth. I don't oh, think, okay. I don't think I don't think I've ever cleaned it past seven yards. I mean, it, so it's got a six second part time, correct? 
I thought it was five, but it might be six. I haven't shot it in like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I think it's five. Five, se- five second part-time, six shots in each circle. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, I so, have never cleaned it at any yardage, by the way. Of course not. <laughs> so for me, I I need to take the part-time out of it. Um, like, And so I'm getting actually more benefit just not worrying about a part-time at all. I still run a timer, and I, I'll look at the time, but I'm not trying to beat it in a certain part time um because that's when i start trying to yank the gun around and and move the gun and stuff and and it's so i i've seen a lot of benefit here for me in the last the last few weeks well since ozarks of basically not having a part time and just just trying to shoot perfect and not worrying about about making it go off in a certain amount of time um mm-hmm. So that's uh, so I've been I've been ignoring the part time part of it, and that's been that's been good for me. Um, I think you can because I've done this in the past. I think with that drill and, and any drill, you can you can be really well intentioned uh, and be chasing like I got to get this in the part time. It's like you just hammer rounds after rounds after rounds, and like you can almost you can actually kind of make your shooting get worse uh, because you're. You're so worried about the results that you not that you kind of forget about the process of of just the shooting, and so anything you can sometimes take away from the results part of it and put it a little more focus into the process side of it. Uh, that's I think good. So whenever I would shoot it, I would normally do like two runs in practice, and that'd be it. A lot of times it'd be like the first thing I would do. And I wouldn't well, crap, set that'd par- be 72 rounds. So, I mean, yeah, that's for a lot of us now, that's like an entire practice yeah. session. Um, and then I would, I would not set a part time on my timer, but I would look at the time and make sure I made the time. Yeah. So I would still be trying to make the time, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't have the second beep. So I would, yeah. just, I would self judge basically. Same as you would in a stage. Like you can't, you don't know the time till you're done shooting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. That's that's probably the only drill I ever do with a part time, um, and I like it because it kind of. I know this is not exactly right, but it kind of makes you shoot uh, predictively, right? So, like, instead of waiting until my sight picture is right, it's like. I, I don't have enough time to like to adjust sight pictures every time. So it's like I have to it's it's forcing me to learn how to make the gun recoil and come back down where I want it. I don't know. That's that's kind of what I liked about the part time is that it, it kind of forced me to focus on that that idea of I can control which direction the gun recoils so that I can predict where it's going to be so that I can meet my part-time. Uh, I don't know. That's just kind of like my how the part-time made me think. Honestly, my, my favorite thing about that drill is that like as you shoot each circle clean, is it just builds the pressure through the six. Like circle six is way harder to shoot clean than circle one. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, Same, I wouldn't know anything about that. So, Well, hey, keep, keep practicing. You'll get there one day. So like, so I think if somebody was in like Jeff's shoes that they're like, there's, they're struggling to clean it like that. Like I would recommend do, do the first run predictive. And then the second run zero part-time, like 
that you have like shoot it so that you guarantee you hit the circle. Then maybe the third one, go back to predictive and go back and forth and make sure that make sure that with zero part time, you can still hit that you're still hitting the circle. Um, Because if you go, I think if you treat that drill as 100 percent predictive shooting, then all you're doing is doing doubles. You're just doing a six round doubles drill with a small with a higher accuracy requirement than doubles is. Is all that's really all that is at that point then, because doubles is just predictive shooting, right? Um, and so, I, at some point, you need to turn it. You, I think you need to try to make it not necessarily completely predictive shooting if you want to get better. Because um, yeah. I think at some point, if all saying. you do is predictive shooting, then you'll, I think, maybe run into a wall where you don't get better. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I do like the idea of shooting like one with a part time and then shooting the next one. With no part time and just like yeah, just try to clean it, regardless yeah. of time. Yeah, I mean yeah. that would be my recommendation. For, like if somebody was in Jeff's shoes and they were trying to like they were trying to clean it with the part time, see if you can clean it with no part time. Like just just see if you can actually just clean it because if you can't clean yeah. it with no part time, then you have no chance of cleaning it with a part time. I don't know. Do you think it's really important to clean it? Like, like if you're, if you're learning from the gun and you're figuring things out, is it, is it important that you clean it? Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think that it's like, I don't, that's a tough question to answer. Like, is it important that you clean it? If you set it as a goal of your, like to be an assessment of your shooting abilities, if you can run it clean, then at that point, yeah, it's probably important to clean it. I think if you haven't cleaned it, it's far more important to shoot it clean. Because then you know you can. Why? Because then you know you can. I think, so, I I think, Jeff, a little bit, that question, it would be, is a dangerous question because that's, like, that was, a few years ago, I shot a ton of, I'm just going to call them, well, I'll just call them dot drills. I shot a ton of dot drills, a ton. Um, and I, and I, it, that year, it actually hampered my growth because because I got kind of more towards your mind, your mindset of like, it doesn't necessarily matter if I clean it. This is just a, it's just a check on my fundamentals to see it. If I'm getting 90% of them in there, then I'm, then I'm doing good. Like my fundamentals are pretty solid at that point. Um, and so then it, it kind of not having that expectation of performance kind of hurt, I think. Uh, and it, it got to where it was just a, it was just something to do. Yeah, I could see that. And I was trying to, and at the time I was trying to be extremely intentional with my practice. And in, and I kind of looking back, it, it maybe wasn't as good as it could have been. Uh, I think there were some other things to it. Yeah. Because I, for me, for me, what the, what the dot drill is, is when I'm shooting a stage and there's a time where you have to make a shot. I don't care about predict. I don't necessarily care about predictive shooting at that point. I have to make a shot. Then that's where that's when I'm recalling on those skills that you're developing, it, doing a dot drill. Yeah. Uh, like so, like if you've got a 25 yard zebra, a head box at 20 yards, or something like that, where it's like you have to make it. I'm not necessarily worried about predictive shooting at that point. I'm worried about just making a really precise shot. And for me, the easiest way to practice that is with a dot drill type thing. And so that's kind of why I don't lean so much on it as a predictive shooting practice. 
But if you want to get to where you can shoot a 25-yard zebra with a, like a 25 split, don't you need to do it like basically predictively? Yeah. Oh, uh, but I think at first you just got to be able to hit the zebra at 25 yards. Well, I can do that. That's how I beat Jared. That's how I beat Jared. That is true. Facts. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. So, but that does that does uh, lead us into, we have a couple listener questions. Uh, and the first one, which is actually kind of hitting on what uh, Sasquatch says he does in his last practice and how often do you guys shoot groups or it, it, the actual question is how often did you guys shoot groups when you were coming up? Um, which honestly, I think we're all still coming up. Like, so I think we're still in that phase. Yes. I don't think, none of us have won a nationals yet. So I feel like at that point you're, you're still in that coming up phase. Yeah. But so how often are, is how often you guys shoot groups or how important is shooting groups or, that to your training so i'll go first i i think shooting groups is important as far as you need to be able to zero your gun properly so you need to be able to shoot some level of groups and i don't consider myself a good group shooter at all like if you want to know how accurate a gun shoots i am not your person to do it but i would say i shoot groups at least a couple times a month and because I always always shoot groups to confirm zero on my guns before I leave for a major match. And then a lot of times as I'm nearing the end of practice, you know, I'll look at my mags. There'll be a couple rounds in this one and three or four in this one. I'll put five mag I'll put five rounds in one mag and I'll shoot a twenty yard group on the head of a target. And just as like an end of practice. So I don't spend a lot of rounds on group shooting. But I certainly do it frequently. And part of that is just making sure your gun is properly zeroed and you it's hitting where you're aiming. I like it. Jeff, how about you? Okay, so probably like my first two years, uh, which would arguably be the time that I made the most progress, but you could just call that newbie gains or whatever, whatever you want to call it. But I would say I didn't shoot any groups really like maybe i did to like try to sight a gun in here and there or like if you want to call shooting a bill drill shooting groups which i don't think it really is but um it's a bill grill shooting groups no jeff a bill drill is not group shooting <laughs> that's like the that's like the antithesis of group shooting <laughs> <laughs> yeah real quick funny on that one what like I said, I'm not a great group shooter. So one time I was shooting groups at 20 yards, and then I shot a build drill at 20 yards on a different target, and I took a picture of them both and said to a friend of mine, like, hey, which one of these do you think is a 20-yard group, and which one's a 20-yard build drill? <laughs> the build drill was a better group. <laughs> yeah. That. Right. But I think if you if you get too caught up in, like, I don't know, being like super sight focused, then you can turn a build drill into a group shooting. Um, if you, if you really zone in, they have everybody, but, please do not stop. Like we're not all this dumb. Like, please do not turn off the <laughs> podcast. Like Jeff is the only one here that's trying to argue that a build drill is the same as group shooting. Hey, uh, this so, drill, this drill that's focused on speed is exactly the same as this other drill focused on accuracy. <laughs> 
nothing like right. the other drills okay. nothing but actually right. no, one drill is okay. nothing but speed okay good shut shut up shut the hell up let me finish please go ahead <laughs> yes we want to know where you're going with this okay so yeah so like the first two years my point was that i didn't shoot any groups and then i said if you want to call that group shooting okay so no i didn't really shoot any groups for like the first two years pretty much everything was focused on trying to beat my buddy that was shooting with me. It was like, we'd go out, we'd set up four targets or whatever. And then like the whole time we would just compete. We would see who could shoot fastest hanging them on paper. Pretty much. Uh, that's what we did. We'd have like maybe a couple pieces of steel and you also had to ring the steel. But like my first two years, it was like, go out mostly stand and shoot practices too. Honestly, uh, most of my practices, like the first two years, I didn't move, but it was like all transition based, I guess. Uh, I know. think that's somewhat appropriate, though. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say I didn't really start incorporating a lot of movement in my training until, I don't know, 2018, maybe. But yeah, no, I didn't shoot really groups. Uh, I think maybe we tried the build drill or not the build drill. Dang it, you guys got me all messed up now talking about the build drill. <laughs> we tried the dot drill, okay? Uh, we tried the dot drill one time and we're like, shit, that's hard. Let's not do that anymore. And then we went back to our, our like <laughs> speed shooting, basically. Because we, we started in like shooting steel challenge type stuff, right? So we wanted to be good at, at drawing the gun and shooting the steel as fast as possible. So that's what our practice ended up being. Even when we used paper, it was draw... Two on, hang two on paper and hit all the steel and we'd see who could have the fastest time by the end of the day. Uh, yeah. No. So no group shooting. Uh, okay, you said that was like your first two years. What have you done? Have you shot yeah. more groups recently? Uh, I would say it's it's very similar to what Jared said. Um, you know, I'll go out and basically confirm zero, I guess. Go out and make sure my gun is shooting where I want it to shoot. That's a group, you know, maybe in the day trying to shoot a group from a further distance, but I don't go out and like spend a hundred rounds. Okay. I'm going to shoot groups at 10, 15, 20, 25. I, I don't do that. Like I don't have group shooting sessions. It's like I shoot a group here and there. That's about it. I mean, so, everybody knows I'm not terribly organized in my training. Like it's, it's not too methodical. Okay. Uh, it is what yeah, it there's is. no big shocker there. So uh for <laughs> me to answer the guy's question, like when I build the gun, like and I sight it in, like I shoot groups with the gun then. And then I mean I use fixed sights. And so unless that sight breaks, like it ain't gonna move. So like that it's not like changing. And so I don't really shoot groups again. Like that's that's the only time I shoot groups. Uh I would I would know if like if something the site moved or something like that. I usually have uh, hard enough shots in practice that it would like there would be a pretty obvious like something's something's not right. Like it's consistently okay. Jeff's screen is frozen on my computer and he's got this like stupid grin on his face and it's like oh, well gosh. he always has a stupid grin on his face yeah but it's like stuck there and i can't hardly talk with it it's looking at my face right now. okay it moved finally thank goodness so i don't really shoot groups and and i want to and i'll quantify that a little bit group shooting has 
virtually nothing to do with our sport. Like actual actual group shooting where you're going for a this whole surprise break. Uh, you're you're basically like you're when you're doing that that type of group shooting where you're truly just trying to learn where is the functional zero of the gun. That has almost nothing to do with our sport. Uh, so I don't I don't find that to be something that would be a worthwhile practice. Um, like I don't think you're gonna improve your USPSA shooting skills through shooting the tightest group that you can. You guys would you guys agree with that or, or disagree? No, I don't think you're wrong. Like it's not gonna have some massive impact on your results. The biggest value is zeroing your gun and then being able to confirm that your gun is zeroed basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I mean having confidence that your gun shoots where it's pointed at, I think is is good to know. I don't know. I I wouldn't say that. I feel like there's a lot of things we do that are like training or whatever, or things we do in practice that aren't really specific to things we do in a match. Like what? So I I don't really dry fire. Oh, you mean like uh, drawing the gun and and reloading it and and transitioning the gun? That stuff you don't do in a match. Yeah, not without bullets, you don't. Well, yeah, but you you but you see that's not that is you're, I don't think that's dude, anywhere you're literally near saying equivalent that, comparison. That drawing the gun, drawing the gun, and shooting as accurately as you possibly can is not related to the sport. No, the, shooting groups, drawing the gun has nothing to do with it. I always draw the gun, so that's me. <laughs> so if you're if you're trying to shoot a group, you're gonna you're gonna holster the gun and draw it in between each shot. Between each shot? No. Okay. So when you're trying to shoot a group, if you're if you're just worried about shooting a group, the draw has absolutely nothing to do with group shooting. Okay. Sasquatch, what is Jeff on tonight? Like <laughs> I I don't know. Like, for as good as he shoots, he should be smarter about shooting. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just like don't understand maybe how, like how you can Oklahoma say Oklahoma education is coming out. I don't know what is happening. He just went full crazy because he knows he can't beat me in nationals. That's what that's it is. what it seems like. He is falling apart. <laughs> he's cracking that's under it. the an pressure. emotional wreck. One hundred percent meltdown is happening right hey, here. Hey, don't you worry about keep the pressure, You can keep saying. Pressure makes diamonds, Jeff. <laughs> That's right. I'm just a diamond. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could say whatever you want. I just uh I don't I don't hundred percent agree with with that. So go ahead. <laughs> ne- next next question. Next question. We gotta see what Jeff's next answer is. Okay, so uh so then this the same the same listener, uh he he kind of said he's uh High B, low A class shooter. He said he typically shoots relatively high points and slow times, but he's kind of struggling on what to focus on in practice. So if that's if that's the information that you have, what would y'all's response to something like that be? Okay. So if that's the information I have, I've not seen him shoot and just going purely off of that. I would tell him in practice, he's got to get out of his comfort zone and push his own speed. Like he's probably in practice. Someone that's doing that is someone that's shooting matches that way is probably not 
ever getting out of their comfort zone. They're probably not missing in practice either because they're always shooting slow. Like you've, you've got to force yourself to go faster to cause mistakes and get comfortable being faster. Yeah. Jeff. I don't know. So this one's really hard to answer. Go shoot groups, because, right? Because that'll focus on everything else. Yeah, build drill groups. Build drill groups. groups. Build drill. Oh, build drill groups. <laughs> yeah. Build drill groups. Got it. Like as as tight a build drill as you can shoot, that'll really bring your level up. No, it's really hard to answer because I mean I've seen people shoot that shoot like pretty quick, but they do everything else sucky. Right, so they have really slow times, so it's it's kind of hard to answer. Or he could just be doing everything super yeah. slow, or maybe he's moving quick and maybe he shoots really slow. I, it's really hard to answer because I, I have no idea. But like my my blanket blanket answer is just going to be, you need to get better at everything. So it's going to be like Jared said, like you just need to push yourself and everything. But I'm I'm going to give. Uh, Casey Reed actually a plug here for his training program because I think this really fits this type of person, right? So Casey Reed has his true coach deal that he came out with. Um, and I think it really fits for someone like this that they don't really know what to practice. They think if they practice this one magical thing that it's going to bring them to the next level, right? But usually that's not the case. You need to practice everything and bring your, your whole level of shooting up a notch, right? You need to bring your whole level up and that's how you get better times and better points and you become a better shooter. So that's what, what Casey's program, he's like designed it to where he makes you hit on everything and you have these goals and uh, you don't have a training bias, which is how you're going to get a lot better is to not have a training bias. It's just like if you're, if you're accurate and slow I don't think there's one thing that you can practice that's going to make you fast and accurate, right? Because uh, if you get a bunch faster, then you're not going to be accurate anymore. So you need to bring your whole level of shooting up. And I don't know. That's what I really liked about, about Casey's program that he came out with. So go check it out. Yeah, I definitely think uh, Casey's deal could be super. I mean, especially like right now when you have people, like you're not you're not spending as much on ammo because you can't, like you just can't go spend a whole bunch on an animal, then seeking out and maybe spending some more money that might've gone towards an ammo budget on some, some training from somebody like a Casey Reed, who's, who's extremely methodical and he's done the work to kind of set that up for you. So you don't really have to think about it. Like it'd be perfect for somebody like Jeff, um, except Jeff's just poor. So he like, that's why he shoots canics. So that's, Probably why he doesn't it have would it yet. be perfect for me. You're right. Yeah. Um, but so like I, I would I would recommend I think that's a that is a good recommendation. Um the the thing I would say is you know going off of just I shoot high points and I'm slow. I think a lot of people might hear that and think, okay, well, the person's a decent shooter because they're shooting high points. Um, and they just need to learn how to move faster, or just do stuff faster. And I think that sometimes is a of false equivalence and that if they're shooting high points that means they're fundamentally solid it may just be that you're actually your fundamentals are terrible you're just going so slow that you actually get good points and so that like so i i think there needs to be an assumption not that the shooting's fine and everything else needs to get faster um i do tend to lean towards sasquatch 
to me, the hardest thing in this sport is to be fast. Like, like to get that speed is like the hard, like anybody can almost anybody can learn to shoot alphas, especially at slower speeds. Um, learning how to do that at, at fast times, get fast and work on the shooting. So I, I would recommend kind of what Sasquatch is saying in that, like, well, set your ego aside a bit and just, and start chasing times. Um, and that's not to say you just, it, you're like, you're still working on the shooting. Um, but get fast, uh, and, and figure out and really look at your videos. Cause this guy, I kind of looked through a little bit of his problem. I mean, he's taking video of his matches and stuff like that. Um, so look at your videos and there's some fairly obvious places where he's losing time. And he, I think he, he could look at it if he's maybe a little more critical of his videos, he can see that. Um, and so focus on that sort of stuff where you're losing a lot of time. Well, like I, I didn't look through his videos, but like you said, you can look through it. There's odds are someone's in B, A class. They're probably, their gun's probably not up. They're probably not leaving positions as soon as they can and stuff like that. So there's certainly room there. But the the big point, like we were both talking about on pushing the speed in practice, is that you're stretching your own limits so that your new, say you're shooting your matches at 90% as fast as you go now. Well, if you get faster, your your new ninety percent is faster. Yeah, essentially, you're stretching your comfort zone, and odds are, if your fun if your fundamentals are sound, you're probably not going to see much of a change in your points from pushing the speed. That's not to say you're not going to see. If you start trying to go fast, you're certainly going to see some pulling off targets or or shooting, you know, dragging on and dragging off targets and stuff like that. But you have to get used to going faster, seeing faster. It's the only way. Yeah, and that I think I think one thing that people need to to understand is that speed is a sacrifice of fundamentals. So if you're slow but you shoot good points, so you think, oh, my fundamentals are really good. That that may not be the, that may mean that your fundamentals are are really poor, and you just can't. You have nothing to sacrifice. Whereas the guys who are going really fast. Their fundamentals are good enough that they can sacrifice at that speed and still get adequate hits. Um, like so, that I I think there's almost always there's there's a point where everybody's fundamentals are going to break down at some point. You're going to be making some sort of sacrifice to get faster, and the better shooters, their their breaking point is just way higher. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like we were talking in the group chat the other day on like reactive shooting and stuff and calling shots yeah. and whatnot, and it's like. The guys that are fast, they're not shooting reactively. They're shooting predictively. Like, yeah, you're 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 you've made the decision. You're pulling that trigger again because you know where the sights are going to be, not because you've already seen where they're going to be. Yeah, hundred percent. And then and then you you're if you're making a makeup shot or something, you're reacting to what you saw when the gun went off, but you've already predictably shot shot number two. Yeah. Correct. Is a good is I think a good way to think of it. Yeah. And if your yeah. if your fundamentals aren't sound, then you're gonna be waiting on the gun because you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, man. Yeah, that's good. Jeff, did you have another question? No, I mean Jared Jared just said uh he said everything I was gonna say pretty much, right? Yeah, word for word. So shoot word, build drills yeah. really fast. 
I mean, I was going to say Our that, ch- and then he interrupted and said drills. it first. So, <laughs> build, build drill groups, build drill yes. group shooting. <laughs> Fuck oh. you guys! <laughs> Jeff is so smart. Wow, that's it's amazing. I didn't. I didn't. You know, this didn't is take. In I didn't know week. how smart he was. Like I, I knew like I thought uh oh, Jesse Jesse kind of a smart guy. I didn't know oh, until tonight you know the, until we recorded this. I did not know that we were dealing with that level of intelligence. You know the best part? We're recording this on a Wednesday night. In exactly one week, you will get to listen to this while you're riding in the truck with Jeff for like ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly this, because I won't be drinking, but close. You're in the you're in the pasture seat. Start drinking, man. Start pounding those forties. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ten hours. I guess we're not taking your truck, Jeff. No, it won't be done. Imagine that. Sorry. We need a we need an update on the truck real quick. How's it coming <laughs> along? The truck needs a motor. So that's where we're at with the truck. The the shop finally looked at it and they called me. And they said it needs a motor. And they asked if I wanted a quote from them. And I said, no, I'll have somebody come get it and take it to a different shop. <laughs> so it took them, what, six weeks just to look at the truck? Five weeks. Five weeks. Five weeks. And you didn't call one time to like tell them, hey, you need to look at this, like get after it. I called twice a week, every week. To offer them cookies and lemonade? To ask them if they looked at my truck. By like week three, were you not just like, get your ass out there and look at my Dude, truck? this is how they screwed me. By week three, they said, it'll be done tonight. That's what they said on week three. And then okay, so three weeks after we- that, every week, they said, it'll be done this week. Hey, Jeff, if someone lies to you once... Might have been an accident. When they lie to you five times, you probably shouldn't trust them anymore. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do, though. If if they say you it'll dr- be done you tonight. You drive out there and you say, I'm I'm on my way out there. If I don't see that, tr- I need to see that truck on a lift and you working on it when I get there. And I'll sit and watch you replace the timing belt on it. Timing chain, whatever they were originally supposed to do on it. You tell them, not a problem. Yeah. You're going to be there to pick it up tomorrow and take it to a shop that can get it done in a timely manner. Yeah. Well, now I'm doing it. Here we are. So I've already talked to the other shop. They've already told me they're going to, they can have a motor by. They're, they're going to look at it tonight? No, they, uh, I'm not getting it there till probably tomorrow. But they said they can have a motor delivered by Thursday and they'll start next Monday. So I should have it on like the 13th or 14th, something like that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm happy for you. That's where we're at. All right. Well, boys, good luck at Nationals. And uh, I look forward to all the trash talking between the two of you. We're going to have fun. I'll be texting Jeff during the match and be like, oh, dude, I just shot this hit factor on stage one. I will yeah, not you be can just lie. To, you can just lie to him because that's what he does. It matches. He lies about hit factors that he, he shoots. I'll find someone that I know on Jeremy's <laughs> or on Jeff's squad, and I'll just <laughs> I'll just have them be like, "Hey, you wonder what Jared shot this stage in?" 
I kind of <laughs> wish we were on opposite. Other than I don't want to spend all day on the range, I wish we were on opposite shooting schedules so I could just like walk back and forth between y'all squads and be like, "Are we all? Are we all on the same schedule? We better be. At least Jeff I and I better so. be. What? What schedule I, are you I on? Think Jeff? You and I are on different squads. Yeah, I think we're on different ones. How are you going to get to the range? It is truck. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Don't worry. We'll figure. We'll figure it out when we get there. Oh, jeez. Hey, dude, as great. late as you like to get to the range, I'll just take the truck, go shoot, and then when I'm done, I'll come back and get you, and you'll make it there like you know three or four minutes before you're supposed to shoot. Okay, I don't need to be at the range two hours ahead of time. So I'm like Jeff wanted to get to the range in the dark, like. Like 45 minutes before it even got light. Dude, For that's just how I am. When I go to the movie theaters, I get there an hour early. I just, that's what I like to what? do. I like to be there early. You there go. Is, um, wow, we are learning so much about There Jack is tonight. so much wrong with you. Is it, is, I, I want to know, is it the <laughs> Oklahoma or the homeschooling? What caused this? It's, it's probably both, but I like it. I like it. Was that like part of like Tiger King's like, like when you worked for him, like you had to be there like super early. He doesn't seem like somebody that you would have to be there early for, but dude, meth heads are up all day. <laughs> that's, I guess that's true. He's texting Jeff at 3 a.m. Come on, we got Tiger Cages to clean. <laughs> that seems about right. Wow. I all like right, to be well, early, okay? An hour early for a movie. That baffled right. my mind just now. <laughs> all right, boys. <laughs> It's been fun. Oh, stop recording, damn it. <laughs>